Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Daja Kisubo probably swears like a sailor when she wants to. We can too, when we want to. So if you're not a sailor, please listen at your discretion. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading Chapter 8 of Cold Fire. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's split the party. Never split the party. Chapter 8, Daja is walking home in the snow when Serge pulls up in a sleigh with a sleeping Jory and demands she get in before she freezes to death, damn it. When they get back home, Jory wakes long enough to say that Potcracker has given her and Anusa, her previous teacher as it were, praise. Nia is busy carving buttons and Frostpine <laughs> is as close to the fire as he can get without actually being in it. He tells Daja that they will be due at the Mage's Society Ball later that week. The next morning, Daja has to go in search of Nia for morning meditation. When she finds Nia, Nia admits that she doesn't like the staff meditation because Jory is a little too excited there. And she's upset because she feels like she's a coward. Daja insists she is not a coward and agrees to do traditional meditation with her in the evening. So from now on, Daja will do staff meditation with Jory in the morning, traditional meditation with Nia in the evening. She then spends some time working on Ben's gloves and skating. Nia gets home. They talk about buttons and nails <laughs> and meditate. Everything is looking up in Daja's world until the next day when she thinks she's almost finished with the gloves 
only to have them melt because she didn't give them a proper skeleton. She goes to dinner cranky, where she blames Frostpine for failing to warn her about hubris. Frostpine is also tired from the work he's done with the magistrate. So Cole and Matazi do some quick conflict resolution by encouraging Frostpine to go to bed and remind Daja that nobody's perfect. Not even Frostpine. Especially when they get seasick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. I love the description of the snow right in the beginning. Oh my um, god, right? Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful writing. It uh, really... blah, I hate snow. But it's light, fluffy snow, not the cold, deadly, it's, stinky snow. It's all snow, and snow sucks. <laughs> I'm with frost pine. I'd rather sit in the fire. <laughs> like... I, I'm just going to kind of like talk about this for a second. The way that it's written, it's like, oh my God, this is what snow should be. And this makes me want to like snow. I'm not a huge fan of snow because I don't like driving in it. Too cheery for me. It sounds like the, <laughs> it's like the North Pole and like the elves. I was like, oh, it's too sweet. I don't like it. This is not what snow is like. Snow is awful. It really made me feel like, like it reminded me of being out in the snow, like back when I used to live out in the country. Everything is just so muffled. Like there's like less animal sounds. It's so quiet. Any footstep or anything you make, it's just serene. And it's really nice. And I like that. That is nice. I like the kind of solitude that snow kind of kind of gives you when you're out of the city. I like the quote, uh, beware the matriarchs of uh, Namorn. They are queens without crowns. Mm-hmm. And happy Women's Day to the women out there. And this, more this episode shade. is not going out on International Women's Day, but we are recording on International Women's Day. So. Yeah, so happy previous <laughs> International Women's Day. It'll be a couple of weeks before you hear this. So. But yeah, Mora Chain would be the queen of hell, according to Daja, which does not <laughs> sound far off. <laughs> not, not just any hell, but like the ninth circle of hell. According to Daja. Yeah, the worst traitor hell. Which is fitting if it's the ninth circle because the ninth circle is cold. I don't know about traitor hell, but Dante's hell. Yes. Is cold. Chilly. Yes. I liked when Daja like literally heated up Frostpine with her magic. That sounds Mm -hmm. like it it was sweet. And also that would be awesome if you could just get like poked by someone and be like, oh, I'm toasty now. Awesome. That would be so nice. Dasha was talking about being lied to by an expert. Compared to Briar, you're as obvious as a cow in a mud puddle. <laughs> Which is a very, very interesting way of wording that. But is the cow sitting in a mud puddle? Yeah, I've never heard anything. I don't think I know of any term like that in our world that makes sense but that just makes a lot of fucking sense Mm -hmm. a cow in a mud puddle is very obvious Uh, so big props to tamra pierce for that one that was good i like the fact that jory cannot be burnt apparently while using her cooking magic i don't know how far that will go but i'm i'm a hundred percent sure 
we're going to see her use that in the story. It's got to happen. She appears to maybe not be fireproof, but touch hot stuff and not be burnt. So considering the book is called Cold Fire and we're dealing with an arsonist, I really, really hope we get to see that. He does Uh, not need the living metal gloves. She already has them ready made. It's built in. Built in. Yeah, the magic is all she needs. And uh, I'm going to gush my last thing. I'm going to gush on the food. Man, the food. Because I looked all this shit up because I could not help myself. The piroshuk, which are the little boat-shaped buns with filling uh, that were being worked on in the kitchen. Uh, It's a Russian dish, not to be confused with pierogies which are Polish, and uh, the buckwheat kasha, which is just, you know, buckwheat porridge, and it sounds delicious, just like spiced milk, essentially oatmeal, but instead of oats, it's buckwheat. Sounds amazing, and I really want to try to make that at some point. I liked it in the beginning when Jory tells Daja to have to unlearn things because Anusa is a good teacher. I thought that was cute. When Daja is talking to Nia and telling her, the bravest person I know is afraid of the dark. She, sleep- she sleeps with the night lamp always. But if her friends are threatened, she suddenly thinks she's a bear 12 feet tall and attacks whoever scared her friends. There are all, there are all kinds of courage. You'll find yours. Like, oh, oh my heart. So much. Sweet. Oh, so my so many feelings. Nia will find her courage, just probably <clears throat> not in getting hit. And she's not a coward. And Yusa and Frostpine are cooking together. Daja sees them cooking together. And she's like, oh, I like Anusa a lot more now because she has it in her to like Frostpine. <laughs> but what is the what is with these kids trying to set up adults? Because Sandry did it with her uncle. Mm-hmm. And now Dodge is like, mm-hmm, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. They don't want that them one. to be lonely. She's like, <laughs> we're here for a while. He might as well have some fucking fun. They want him to yeah. be happy, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason, the only reason Briar didn't do it is because That's the mom. The main no. adult in his life is Rosethorn, and she's already got Lark. The mm-hmm. gay. Yes. <laughs> But no, um, she didn't try to set him up. He did that himself by sitting in the fire. Frostpine has been sent to bed. Dodge is like, oh, why does he always have to be right? Matazi's like, well, I almost punched him in the nose when he said that I'd be happier with Cole. And <laughs> just go back and forth. And Cole's like, but worse, he was right. She's like, much worse. <laughs> they're just staring at each other, telling each other these things. <laughs> it's so cute. Like, Very cute. Uh, you can't talk to your significant other like they're they're shitty, terrible person. Sometimes, like who can you <laughs> who can you shit talk? Like really? <laughs> it's so cute. I only give grief to the people that I really like. So, like, I relate to this. It is really cute. I, I genuinely love the exchange between Nia and Daja about uh, the buttons. Yes. I'm to work on them at home and he'll check every week to see how many I do. And Daja's like, when the apprentice gets to do nails, they used to think they start you on boring things so you'll be half crazy by the time they show you anything real. But fucking same. <laughs> What's funny though is Frostpine is sitting right next to her while she's saying that. Like, oh, that's awesome. And he doesn't say otherwise. He's, he's 
probably just like, yeah, basically. This is why I feel we had a genuine missed opportunity with, we could have had a scene somewhere with Daja and Corel just lamenting about nails. And we could have had that. Great. We could have had that. But we didn't. We didn't. It would have brought some right more pay- humanity uh, to, to him. But Someone write the theme no. of Daja no. and Corel lamenting no. about nails. We don't nails. want that. Please, someone write this because I need it. We don't want that. See, Molly I always and- imagined it happened. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure did. I know in my heart of hearts it. that it happened. Yeah. We don't Nobody need it. It's oh, fine. Yeah. We don't need Carol in here. <laughs> we always need more Carol. No. No. <laughs> no. You can't, you, can't just, you can't just say that. You're such a great big brother. Mm. No. He's a great big idiot. <laughs> I mean, he may be that too. They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, that, that is kind of. He, he can be two things. Big brothers usually are idiots. Yes. Hey. <laughs> no, my sister would probably say the same thing. Right, well, both of them. They would probably both say the same thing. <laughs> I know that this has been touched on, but I want to talk about the phrasing. Like the word choice here. Don't lie to me again, she recommended. The word choice of recommended just kind of stands out to me because it's not like scolding. It's not like reprimanding. It's quite literally just, you don't want to do that again. Flat out, just, you don't want to do that again. It's not going to end well for you. Like, I love that. And also the fact that she says that Briar is an expert liar. (laughs) we know that's true <laughs> oh yeah i just um, like the picture of the cow in the mud <laughs> like, <yeah>. <laughs> just trying to envision a cow trying to hide in the mud I'm like uh, it's so so great i love it i also like the you aren't really like anyone else are you i am but i don't think you'd be comfortable around the people i'm like like i feel that on a personal <laughs> level I say quite often that, like, I'm a mean, awful, spiteful person, but I also say I'm a mostly okay person some of the time. I don't want to be really around people who are mostly okay people some of the time, according to some people. She molded living metal as southern bakers-shaped flatbread. Like, that's, that's a good visual. As someone who has baked bread before and who has made things that are dough, you have to do it a certain way or it doesn't turn out that good. My grandmother used to, and she would get real, real mad at somebody for whatever reason. She used to bake bread because like, when, when you need bread, I can't remember the exact saying, but it was something along the lines. If you were ever frustrated with somebody, make bread. Because if you do, you can take up all of your anger and frustration on the dough. On the bread. And and your bread will be better because you like put Beat it in the fucking finger. Yeah. <laughs> Take this fucking bread. I mean, <laughs> needing it more gets more gluten formation. It, it keeps it from getting like big ass air pockets. I'm gonna tell you something that I don't like. Daja felt no pity for them. They were criminals mm. and deserved their lot. Let me let me lay this out for you. The American prison system is completely fucked. We use prisoners in these 
private institutions that people are making money off of for free to do labor. Modern day slavery. Punishment, yes, but it's still a corrupt system. And this just makes me frustrated because this is a thing that we have to deal with in the actual real world. Not uh, only that, they're shivering in rags and shackles. Yeah. Like they're not even yeah. clothed properly yeah. in frigid temperatures. Yeah. It's- to have her get into the vehicle because it was so cold outside. He was afraid that she was going to die of frostbite or something. Yeah. And yeah. Like- have these people outside in rags. Like, what the fuck? They're this criminals, is- and that means that they're bad and don't deserve rights. Like this is this is how the American prison system is set up, and it's completely and utterly fucked. It's fucked in this situation in a like fantasy book. It is also fucked from a real world standpoint. Yeah, justice justice is a abstract concept that is dependent on each individual person and having a system that punishes everyone equally for their crimes is it's correct in concept but there's what makes someone guilty if if it is self-defense like it's tough yeah if you say something like they deserve it because they are criminals you are dehumanizing these people and if you can dehumanize a group of people then What's to say you don't dehumanize another group of people because of their skin color, their the choice of who they love, like whatever the case may be. Like if you dehumanize people, it is easier to dehumanize other people. This is a hot button for me as someone who is very, very gay and has dealt with family members who basically said they all like, biological mother's quote was i have lots of gay friends i love my gay friends and it makes me really sad that they're gonna go to hell Mm. yeah Mm. yeah i i I don't like the idea of treating someone a living breathing person like literal garbage because they made a mistake and like sometimes it's a big mistake and they murder someone else and that's a terrible thing and they're awful people for it but they are still people it made me really sad reading that sentence because daja is my favorite and reading that sentence was like "Mm, daja that that made me dislike you just a tiny bit it is very very interesting to see daja say that considering that she was trunk she right right she was put in a very very similar situation through no fault of her own and treated as less than human for it by her own people, by her community. Mm -hmm. Seeing her have that reaction to the criminals is a little heartbreaking. It really is. She is still a child. So I can kind of understand, maybe just not understanding. And maybe this country has the perfect criminal justice system where everyone, uh, you know, it's not like ours, where maybe everyone that is a criminal actually is a criminal. But it, it is it is heartbreaking to see her say that. Yeah, it really like, is. The, the fact that, like, it's 
they put themselves in that position. Therefore, they are bad people. No system is perfect. I don't care if you put fail-safes upon fail-safes for everything. No system is perfect. There are good systems that have flaws, and then there are bad systems that have no redeeming qualities (laughs) at all because they're terrible. I want to point out that this is the second time this has been mentioned. It also got mentioned in chapter one. Yeah. And if Brittany is correct that Ben is the serial, the the serial arsonist, then then it's possible that this is building up to some kind of theme. I'm wondering if this is coming back because it's the second time it's showed up. So it feels like it wasn't just like a throw-in world-building line. It's like, a, by the way, you should know this and remember it because it will be important later. And while we're at it, since we're talking about all of this nonsense, I'm just going to throw in chapter nine does mention what the punishment is for arsonists. So getting getting off my soapbox here, her own fault, she'd given into pride. Daja realizing that. She overshot and was overconfident. And then like when she confronts Frostpine about it, which is another part that I have absolutely like highlighted the whole thing of. She ta- she brings up Nico and Lark lecturing Triss about overconfidence and pride and all of this. And she's annoyed with Frostpine because Frostpine said nothing about this. And Frostpine's like, I thought you were going to figure it out on your own. You're like the most level-headed out of all of them. You should know these things. I don't know. I just think that it's interesting that he's the line of learning sticks when you get it the hard way, which is the other thing that like super like, because that's very true. Like you can be told something all your life and then when you actually have to deal with it or when you you know, fuck up something like I was in a very bad accident a few years ago. And like now, like I am so meticulous at turning left. I've had people honk at me and get mad at me because I stick and I make sure that I have the opening because I was making a left-hand turn when I got T-boned. Learning sticks when you learn it the hard way. If if he gets too smug, tell him a truly perfect person wouldn't get seasick. <laughs> Love that. The whole thing about snow turning Kugiskin's friendly, and they're all like walking down the street and like, oh yeah, we'll we'll be we'll have six inches by tomorrow morning, and bloody well, like that's what I like about Christmas. I find it funny. That's what I dislike about it. That's I, what I, was... I like about it. <laughs> I I was going to say, you either have really cheerful, happy people who are, like, overly generous during that time, and then you have completely grouchy people like me, who hate the holidays. Same. And Chris. Um, It's not that I hate the holidays. What a bunch of Grinches! Potcracker reminding me a lot, again, of Rosethorn, talking about unlearning things, but also praising Jory and Amusa for... uh, what she knows and what she's been taught. I said this several chapters ago. I'm going to say it again. I feel like Daja of the three kids we've seen so far is the least interested in teaching. 
I still feel like Sandry and Briar were kind of like, I don't want to do this, but okay, fine. And Daja just seems to be fighting it every step of the way. Yes, she has two students, but they have other teachers that are doing almost everything. Sandry and Briar had to basically like teach from scratch. So they had to like learn this on their own and be learning as they were going. And all Daja has to do is teach meditation two hours and she's like oh no now I have to use now I have to teach them separately and I just want to be like Dasha jeez and it's it's just not what I expect from Dasha Dasha yeah. just seems like so she's in her rebellious <clears throat> stage okay I, I feel like she just has other much more interesting projects going on she met a hero and she wants to help him the city by making a fireproof like set of gloves and eventually suit she refuses to admit she made a mistake so i guess i don't remember the exact context uh i think that's when they're eating dinner and she doesn't want to like talk about her day because the gloves melted and now she has to start all over and in contrast in street magic we have this moment where briar messes up and instead of being like oh no i don't want anybody to know i messed up he's like oh shit Imagine how many times Rosethorn messed up teaching me. And it like kind of opens his mind more than, than whereas Daja like kind of closes off from it. Uh, it reminded me of the first book too, when <laughs> Briar is like, any minute, Tris is going to start talking to me because that's what girls do. And he's sitting <laughs> there like, when is she going to do it? When is she going to do it? And then he finally cracks is like, are you going to say something or not? And then that's Daja this with this. She's like sitting around like, is he right. gonna say something? Is he gonna say something? And then she finally cracks, like goes off on him. Like, why didn't you say this to me? Cause she wasn't gonna say anything in front of Nia. And she could just couldn't help herself. Right. And we talked about how Cole and Matazi handle the situation a little bit. I am just super impressed because I feel like more than Ever. Daja is being a petulant, annoying child. They just handle it with such grace, just completely turn the situation around in like a couple of minutes. And I am so unbelievably impressed by their skills. And I want them. I want to learn at your feet. I would have done the opposite and be like, well, this is awkward. I'm going to go to bed. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting there going, I would be chewing this kid out, and I don't chew kids out. It's like, oh my god, she's such a brat. And then the two of them, they tell Frostpine to go to bed because they know that he's not gonna help the situation. No. So basically, she's like, "You go to bed. I will handle this bullshit. <laughs> I have children. I know what they're like." um i feel like frostpine has not had to like learn tact around children because daja does act so mature yeah so he i feel like he sometimes treats her as more of a friend than as a student Mm -hmm. so he doesn't have like like i said the tact to kind of like explain to a child like hey sometimes you have to learn stuff on your own sorry i didn't do it right like you know he he kept making excuses of like oh you should have like you probably would have figured it out on your own and i 
maybe should have said it earlier, but eh, eh, it's whatever. You know, I, I feel like he didn't have the tact to, to say that without making yeah. the situation worse. Yeah. Well, and Matazi also like admits like you're tired because he has been working like nonstop on this um, counterfeiting case. And so that is not helping the situation either. Like he's tired and exhausted and doesn't have the energy to deal to with deal shit. with a child. I agree with Nia. You can decide you hate something after trying it once. I really want to know how they track time in Kugisko because she says like meet in the first hour of the morning which to me sounds like 1am but I don't think they're actually meeting at 1am so I want to know what the fuck that means. The line she steered the right course is great because she's steering a ship and it's just very apt for Daja. She loved the taste of clean crisp snow. Me too. My children think it's think I'm crazy when I eat snow. I think it's delicious. The last thing I have is, quote, I'm not the only one who knows how to make a sentence last, unquote. Yes. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we talk about a theme or a message from the chapter. I'm not really sure if this is a theme, but mine was the importance of failure. Daja definitely figures that out in this chapter. She spent a majority of this chapter thinking that she was going to be able to create these gloves for Ben and then come to find out, nope, you can't. She, there was definitely a lesson that she needed to learn because I know a few chapters ago, she was just like, yeah, I can do it. No problem. And instead of thinking about whether or not, whether she could do it or not. And she was just very proud. It was like, yeah, I can totally do it. She obviously needs to learn this and uh, she got to learn it. So that's my theme. She was just a little too overconfident. A little too. She, she should have known better. It wasn't going to be that easy. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no. Like failure is important. This is how you learn. This is how, like, trial and error is a huge thing about how to be better at something. You just cannot let it stop you from doing the thing. Just because you fail doesn't mean that. You are a failure. It just means that you need to go back to the drawing board and figure out what you're doing. Mine was more learning learning to adapt. Um, we see it primarily with Daja and the twins, like figuring out how what the best way to teach each of them is. And you kind of have that with Jory, who's like trying to adapt to this idea of using a staff in order to just like you know focus I mean and I also feel this kind of deals with Daja and the gloves too like they're like it's mentioned that she goes okay this is how I'm going to do it next time like we're going to actually make like a full skeleton for this so like there's there's an adaption and like trying to figure out what works better than what's currently working my theme which i know i've used before uh, but practice makes perfect uh nia and the wood buttons you know that's kind of how you have to start when you're an apprentice you just have to do like the most basic stuff kind of over and over and over and get it down pat um because you, you got to get the intro stuff down first like you know carving holes into buttons getting the shape out like you're going to use that in the future for other bigger projects but if you get it you know started when when you know on something minor that's kind of where you pick up you know the techniques and stuff uh same with jory with the strikes and blocks repeating the moves over and over you learn them throughout your body and it eventually kind of just becomes a second nature to you which when you're trying to learn how to uh, meditate in a, a little non-traditional format uh, that's that's just how you have to do it your body has to learn it automatically yeah and you know we, we're kind of seeing um, Daja also learn that lesson uh, she knew that all the projects she had done with the liquid metal before required a framework to, to work and now that she knows, you know, she did it 
basically the wrong way one time and realize that it, that's just not how it works and she's just going to learn from it. Yeah. So yeah, that's my theme. My theme is pride because I just feel like a lot of Daja's petulant teenageness stems from her injured pride. She has adult things that she has to do now and she's not great at everything anymore. Difficult stuff is difficult. Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? So the personal magic that I pulled out of this chapter was um, that some lessons are better taught the hard way. They certainly seem to stick better that way. There are some that may be pretty obvious. For example, back when I was a kid, my dad was teaching me how to use a machete correctly for like chopping tree limbs and kind of chopping little bits of wood, right? And then I saw that he didn't quite have the grip right on one swing. And then uh, it got stuck in the wood. And then his hand slipped like kind of down the blade. Uh, and he bled all over the place. Luckily, it wasn't like super serious, but he just kind of cut down his palm with a machete. I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to take a swing if I know my hand is in position correctly because, you know, I, I kind of learned that by watching that and that was, you know, a pretty easy one. But then you have examples like love. My ex back in the day was kind of a shitty person, didn't treat me right, and I showed her nothing but affection and love and it just wasn't reciprocated very well even though my my sisters and my mother and father basically my entire family and a bunch of my friends saw this they knew that if they told me outright that she was a bad person i would get offended and be mad at them for telling me that so they would kind of give me hints and allude to this sort of stuff and then after we broke up and i i, I kind of you know learned that lesson myself I, I saw that they were right. If they had told me that outright, I would have been mad at them. And I would not have seen what was clearly in front of me. And I could have ruined relationships because of her. So that's just one of those hard lessons you have to learn on your own, even if you think just being told it would be easy. That that doesn't always work out that way. Some lessons you just got to learn the hard way. Very true work. You're not a coward. You just don't know what you're brave at. I put on a big front that I'm fearless and I'm ready to take on the world but this is gonna sound silly I used to be absolutely terrified of literally any kind of animal legitimately terrified of all animals again yeah no I saw that look good one it was stupid I I primarily <clears throat> fear of dogs because they're wild there's a lot of them that are super rambunctious and I was always scared that I was going to get hurt. And I think a lot of that stemmed from being mauled by a Rottweiler. Like, I still have scarring along my back from where this dog, like, latched on and shook me like a ragdoll. It was terrifying. And that, that was one of those things that I was, like, super terrified of happening. Don't remember exactly when it happened, but there was just a moment of... I, d I don't know what happened, but there was just a point in which I wound up, like, I got introduced into a friend, like, to a friend's dog. Imagine me 
14 terrified we never had dogs we had cats i was probably 14 when i went over to a friend's house and they had this they had a rottweiler and like imagine imagine my surprise when i find out (laughs) took a long time but then like me and him were best buddies by the end of it once you kind of face a fear it's not as scary another example is i still don't like spiders big fan but when i was like in third grade we had a teacher who was like okay so this month what we're gonna do is everybody is going to pick a topic and teach a class you're going to talk about this thing and you're going to teach everybody you're going to give them a test at the end of the day like there was this whole thing and so like i did mine on arachnids that was probably the best thing i could have done because while I still don't like spiders and I don't want them on me. Who does? Hmm. I I understand that they're not that terrifying. Learn your fears and figure a way to deal with them and maybe try and overcome them. Like I'm still not a huge fan of like enclosed spaces and like certain breeds of dogs still terrify me this is this is one of the reasons i don't like dogs is because like most people have big dogs and i'm not a huge fan of germs from dogs anyway just because you're scared of something doesn't necessarily mean you're a coward it just means like everybody has a fear that's like paralyzing it's just you kind of have to learn how to live your life around it go to bed when you're adults that is what i wrote or count gate or meditate or read but don't stew one thing basically when you are angry you know, do do something that gets you away from it Walk which is something away. that i've been i've been trying to get better at that that's solid solid advice especially with yeah. like your, if you have a significant other you can't always just go off the handle from the first thing that pops into your mind when you get mad it's always better to just take a little time <clears throat> something else decompress and then come back and talk about stuff in a calm yeah. controlled manner this is why i say when i'm angry walk away give me five minutes and then we can talk about it because when you're mad, you get caught up in like a moment and sometimes you say shit that you don't mean. And right. like, yeah, you kind of mean it in the moment, but like, even I know that I'm guilty of sometimes saying stuff I don't even mean in the moment. It just comes out of my mouth. <laughs> I am guilty of saying things I don't mean, but I know it's going to hurt him. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm going for this thing because I know it's going to fucking hurt him. This is this is why I have learned to walk away because I when I get mad I go for the throat. I'm gonna make you hurt because I'm angry. I'm gonna make you hurt. So you, you walk away. You learn to walk away before you just completely shatter all of your relationships. Mine is using different teaching techniques, I guess, because she has to use two different te- teaching techniques for both the twins. Jory likes being able to move around while she's meditating, and Mia likes to just sit quietly and meditate. And currently at work, I am teaching a third person. I'm on my third person of teaching my old job. Each person, obviously, they're all different. So they're all learning in different ways. So I want to keep that in mind. Um, One way of teaching one person, obviously, is not going to work for the next. If they have trouble learning the way that I'm teaching them, hopefully, 
they will say something and I can uh, try a different approach on teaching them the job. So there's also another thing about this is like you have two kids. Mm-hmm. That too. Because you you've had six years of practice with one. All of that might go out the window. Oh, I know it. And so like you kind of have to adapt to We'll we'll see. So far it hasn't been too bad, but she is only three months old, so <laughs> <laughs> We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter nine of Cold Fire. Hearing the soft murmur of voices in the kitchen, Daja stopped to look in. Nia and Morachain Ladradin sat at a work table, glasses of tea and a plate of cakes before them, looking through a book that appeared to be sheets of cloth backed in parchment. Oh, I like that one, Nia said, pointing. Look, you can see vines in it. That's called Maiden Blessing, Morachain replied softly. She stroked Nia's hair gently with one knobby hand. I taught Kofrina how to make it. She wore an entire veil of that when she married Ben. She was such an adorable girl. I miss her and the children every day. Daja tried to move on. It was not comfortable to watch Morachain in a tender mode. Nia saw her at just that moment. Daja, come see these lace patterns, she called. Aunt Morachain brought them for Jory and me. They're so pretty, and some of them are really old. Daja couldn't refuse without seeming churlish. She glued a smile onto her face and sat on the bench opposite Nia and Morachain. Ravi Ladradin, she said with a polite nod. Daja, replied Morachain, have you been at some work of magic? Tinkering, Daja said, not wanting to discuss her labors with this woman. Once she had made the mistake of biting a sheet of gold foil, Morachain had the same effect on her. Is this the lace pattern book you told me about? This one's Maiden Blessing, Nia said, turning the book so Daja could see that the cloth pages anchored samples of lace work, while faded writing on the paper pages described how to make the particular pattern. This one's Herb Garden, and here's the King's Treasure. To Daja, they looked similar, but she nodded gravely as if she understood the niceties. Sandry would have been able to identify each piece separately, she knew. The book seems old she commented as Nia turned other pages. It was in my husband's family for 10 generations, Morachain said with pride. Our families come from the old empire, the Western side. Books of lace patterns are passed from the bride of each son to the brides of their oldest sons. This was to go to Kafrina until the tragedy. She stroked a piece of lace with fingers that trembled. I'll have to ship it to one of the other boy's wives before I die. It's hard to think of it going to someone I don't even know. Please don't be sad, Aunt Morachain, begged Nia. Why don't you visit your sons this summer? You could meet your grandchildren. Morachain shook her head. I could not leave the business for so long. But Ben's here, Nia pointed out. And even if you don't visit them, he can still marry again. He's not that old. Morachain smiled and cupped Nia's cheek in one hand. You are a good girl, Nia Mara Bankanor, and you know your family duty. Rohe knows I have presented that son of mine with perfectly eligible females, but will he do as he ought? She folded her lips, her pale green eyes flashing. I don't understand how I could have failed with him, but I did. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. (laughs) 
please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. This reminds me of many, many years ago before the seventh Harry Potter book came out. Somebody like hired like a half dozen authors to write their own version of the ends. And they're all just they were all just like little short stories. But in one of them, Voldemort dies because he gets hit by a bus and not even a magical bus at that. And I always loved that ending. How are you gonna stop that? Like you can't stop that. Can't expelliarmus a bus. (laughs) And it's and it's so stupid. But it's effective. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.